0: become unrecognizable by next year that was a message that i shared on my instagram stories about three years ago and believe it or not that was the instagram story that really uh, spoke to kat which ended up making her a guide culture student which you now know she is my co-ceo but that thought and that idea of truly being unrecognizable by the time the next year comes or the next holiday season comes. And the reason this is so just just perfect timing is because I don't know about you, but sometimes I I enjoy my holiday festivities and I go see family that I truly have not seen in an entire year. I see them on Christmas or I see them on Thanksgiving, and that's pretty much it. And usually, when you see those people once a year, the conversation always ends up being about, hey, what did you do over the last year? Or how have you been? Or kind of what have you accomplished? What has happened in your life over the last year? And sometimes those holiday seasons can be kind of not so fun. Maybe you feel a little down or sometimes they are super fun and exciting because you've had such a great year. So I have a question for you. Wouldn't it be so cool just to be completely unrecognizable to the people in your life next holiday season. I'm telling you, there is no doubt in my mind that the Daily Deposit Journal absolutely does that. It helps you and becomes a tool for you to become unrecognizable. Now, you guys know that Daily Deposit, it is not a planner. It is a Daily Deposit, two very, very different things. It helps you grow very strategically so that you can be the right person, so that you can do the right things and have all that you want in life. Now, we know that this is the case for Daily Deposit, which is exactly why. We are doing a Black Friday special. This is our very first Black Friday special we've ever done. And this is a juicy one, friends, let me tell you. So this Black Friday daily deposit will be buy one gift one. Yes, we are taking the guesswork out of gift giving for you. I'm telling you, there is no better way to go through a personal growth or personal development journey than to do it alongside of somebody that you love and to do it together. Or, you know, you can buy one, get one, and just keep them both for yourself either way. And there's no code needed. All you got to do is add two journals to your cart on Black Friday and the deal would be applied and you, the limit is up to six journals. Now, like I said, the fun really kicks off on Black Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern time. That's November the 27th. And it goes all the way through Cyber Monday at 1159 Eastern time or until we sell out. So set those alarms. Okay, run, don't walk. But wait a minute. We actually have some more fun things up our sleeves. When you text one word, early access to 770 220 You'll be added to our list. And on November 16th, you'll receive some really juicy, never-before-seen early access deals, okay? So you will be the first one to have access to being able to grab a daily deposit box to be able to gift your daily deposit in. And it is so cute on the top. It says open for positive juices. You open it up. It says new mindset. Who dis it's you. And it is so fun. So just compact and it will just make the person smile who you are gifting it to. It's also a very cute box just to keep for yourself if I'm being honest. Now the phone number and the code, it's all going to be in the show notes. early access one word and the phone number is 770-220-7025. Now I will say the early bird box it will only be available to those on the texting list and there are a limited number of boxes so it's first come first serve. I'm sure when you check out the guide culture Instagram you will see these boxes and you are definitely not going to want to miss out so definitely get on that list November 16th you'll be able to get this early access to these boxes and it's no extra cost it's still buy one gift one. It is a special little extra thing that you're going to be able to give to your loved ones for them to enjoy their daily deposit in. So excited to be able to offer this Black Friday deal to you guys and I cannot wait to start shipping. We're going to be your little elves. And now on to the Guide Culture Podcast. Enjoy this episode. Did you know that there are only two types of concerns? Yes, only two. Another way to say that is two types of objections or two types of doubts. And that's exactly what we are talking about in the Guide Culture podcast today. My name is Macy McNeely and I am on the team here at Guide Culture. I'm really excited for you to hear this episode to understand why it's really valuable to have this knowledge and what it means to internalize this knowledge on a deeper level. If you enjoy this episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot and tag us on the Instagram at the guide culture g-u-i-d-e guide culture and also please just take five seconds leave us a quick review on apple so that we can read your feedback and connect with you in a different way thanks so much hope you enjoy objections and concerns and doubts they're they're a little bit like mushrooms which basically means you know when they're in the dark they spread but when they are in the light, they are killed. I also like to think about this as problems, right? When problems aren't talked about, really, they kind of get worse and they spread unnecessarily. But when they're talked about, they can kind of be handled and solved. And that's very much what we're talking about here are the concerns that people have or the doubts that people have about what you are selling. Now, I really want you to think about this, not just in a product, but also in your ideas, your concepts, really selling people into to action in some way, whether you're trying to get your kids into action, into getting up at a certain time, or get a team into action towards a specific goal, that is all a sales job. Sales is leadership. In order for people to follow you, they really have to buy into you and buy into your ideas and your visions and what you have to offer. So I want you to think about this in lots of different ways and the concerns that people have in general, okay? So in guide culture, we have a method of handling doubt handling concerns or objections. There's specific techniques that we teach, and I'm not going to share that with you, but what I will share with you are the different types of doubts. Now, this is very valuable because you see you handle doubts the same way, but based on the type of doubt, it might tweak the technique and help tailor your messaging in a new way that really is specific to the root of the doubt. Okay. And I'm going to talk all about this and explain it all in the rest of the podcast. So hang tight, grab your pen, grab your paper. This is the one you take notes on. This is the one you internalize and you review over and over and over again. Okay. So the two types is one is a hopeless concern. And the other type is I guess we can call it a hopeful concern, which basically just means one that you can actually handle. Now, under the hopeful concerns, there's multiple types in that category. But first, let's start with a hopeless concern. And this basically means you know not everything can be answered. Not every concern can be handled. Not everyone is a prospect. And you know, some people will never be a prospect. It's very helpful to be clear on your ICA, your ideal client avatar, when you're handling concerns and really being able to decipher between like a hopeful and a hopeless concern. One thing uh, about guide culture, and this is the same for every company, but I'm gonna speak on behalf of guide culture, is that there are a set of beliefs that people need to believe in order to buy from us. There are a set of beliefs that people need to believe in order to buy from us. Write that down. Okay. And it's the same for you as well. There are a set of beliefs that people need to believe in order to buy from you. And sometimes when you're in a one-on-one conversation, it's very clear that those beliefs aren't aligning and they're not aligning right now, right? They might change over time. In fact, that's what's so awesome about guide method is that really you're kind of, selling all the time along the beliefs that people need to believe in order to buy from you. So for example, this is just a very high level example. One belief people need to believe in order to buy from guide culture is that personal development is worth it. It's worth investing in personal development material. It's worth investing in training. Now I might be in a one-on-one conversation right now with somebody and they just think that that is the most insane thing that they would ever spend money to help them personally be better. They think that you just are who you are, you know, you can't change. Why would you spend all that money? It is very hard to change somebody's mind. In fact, I actually don't know if that's possible to sit across the table and just change their mind right then and there. You can absolutely make deposits and you can absolutely tell stories and analogies, but sometimes I just feel like people need to go home and they need to mull, they need to sleep on it, they need to think through kind of things that you might have said and that they might have shared with you. But that's what's so valuable about Instagram stories is that if someone you know, stumbles uh, across your page and they really vibe with you and maybe they don't believe that personal development is worth it. But on your stories, you, what we call, build a case for that personal development over time and you use guide method in that. Over time, you can help them kind of be nudged into that belief, which, or another way to say it is persuade them into that belief. When suddenly that hopeless concern turns into a hopeful concern because they're kind of warming up to the idea of investing in personal development. Now, this is what you learn in guide culture is how to build a persuasive message that's very customized and that can be used Every single day on Instagram stories, in conversations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Another type of hopeless concern is is things that are just not in your control, right? So, um, for example, I had a girl one time I was talking to about coming to Guide Culture in person, and she lived out of state. She was not in Georgia, and uh, she wanted to come so bad, you know, trying to make arrangements. Turns out she was adopting and legally cannot leave the state for, you know, I think it was like three months. And that is something that is just not in my control, right? There's absolutely nothing I can do about it. I'm going to go walk away. What's important about a hopeless concern is really being able to decipher the fact that it is truly hopeless. You are way better off, way, hear me when I say way better off searching for qualified people than trying to convert somebody that is hopeless. Now, I want to be clear and just repeat myself and say that just because someone is hopeless right now doesn't mean that they will be hopeless forever. It's still someone that's worth possibly putting on your lead list. It's worth following up with them down the road, possibly, but it's not worth uh, like really being laser focused on them to get them into a decision by a certain time. These just need a little bit more time. Okay. So then the next type of concerns are the hopeful. Hopeful, which are things that can be handled. Now within the hopeful concern category, there are actually five subcategories of the hopeful concerns. Five. Okay. Let's get let's get into it. Are you ready? Number one is a minor. A minor concern. Uh, so things like, you know, I don't really know if I need it. I just think I'm a little too busy. Um, you know, I don't even know if this really works. Like, is this really a good deal? Those kind of things that feel kind of fluffy and it's because they are fluffy. And there are a couple of reasons why people use minor concerns. Honestly, sometimes they're just trying to get out of it. Another reason that I actually think this is probably one of the biggest reasons for a minor concern is a lot of times they really want it. So um, the like the fact that someone is even verbalizing a concern to you is a massive deal because they're engaging in a conversation and objection is a buying signal within itself. Like so many people are um, so timid around objections or they feel very defensive around objections and they're not able to really realize that, hey, the the fact they're meeting me halfway here just by verbalizing it. And so with a minor concern, a lot of times it feels like people really want it. They emotionally want it, but they are trying to slow themselves down logically. So I know I've done this, you know, buying a car and, you know, I'm in the market for a car right now and sometimes emotionally, like I really want a car car and I feel myself like almost falling in love very, very quickly. And I'm trying to slow my emotions down so that I can logically kind of pull the pieces together so that it makes sense. Remember people buy emotionally and they justify logically. And so understanding that it's a minor concern, that's something you can be very excited about and really open-handed with. The last thing you want to do is come off as defensive. Okay, and that's probably one of the biggest things I see in people when they handle objections is like they feel personally attacked or they feel like, you know, it is the prospect's fault for having a concern and not their own fault for having the concern. And if you think about it, you know, a lot of times people just don't understand your product enough to feel like it's valuable. So it's not their fault. It is actually your fault. The fact that people don't see the value or understand enough. Uh, so having that mentality uh, around all objections, but especially minor ones and being able to come alongside of them and really help them see the value is going to be game changing. The next type of concern is it called a half thought out concern. Now this is something that people don't, um, they don't fully understand, or maybe it's something that they read or heard somewhere. I, could give a lot of relevant examples, but I'm not going to do that right now. What I am going to do is give you a hypothetical example of a half thought out concern. Okay. Uh, Let's say um, you have a sniffly nose and you go to WebMD.com and you start searching your symptoms. And through your own research of 10 minutes on WebMD, it's very clear to you what your diagnosis is. You need This type of medicine. Okay. Let's say, I don't know, Advil. You need Advil. And let's say you need to go get a prescription for Advil. So you go to the doctor and you're like, hey, doc, I've already done my research. I already know what's going on. I already know what the problem is. Here is my diagnosis. And based on my research, it says that I need Advil. Can you prescribe me Advil? Now, the doctor has about 10 years worth of education, not to mention the continuous education that he has been doing to be in his profession, right? And so he sees your diagnosis and his thought is probably like, man, they just didn't really think it through or they didn't have all the facts. You coming in with a diagnosis, that's half thought out. You don't fully understand what your problem is. Now you come to the doctor and the doctor fully understands because he's a professional. He has a ton of product knowledge. He knows exactly what's going on. He can hopefully explain with a little bit more information of why you actually don't need Advil and you need Tylenol. And this is your your true diagnosis and what you're going to do to solve it. That's kind of the same situation here. You know, sometimes people will come and they'll say, hey, I heard or I read an article about this. Therefore, this is why I either need a lower option or maybe not the best option or why they don't need it at all. And you as a professional with a lot more research under your belt, a lot more product knowledge, a lot more experience, you can simply come alongside them and help them see that there's a lot of missing information that they don't have. The next type of hopeful concern is a biased concern, a biased concern. And this basically means um, it's a prejudice point of view based on a personal belief. So uh, a lot of times I'll see someone say, you know, I will never buy product from a network marketing company, even if it works, even if everybody loves it, even if the results are proven, that is just a personal biased belief that I will never, they won't say bias, but that's what it is that I just will not, I will not partake in or make. Maybe, you know, thinking of an insurance example, maybe they, they say something like, you know, nationwide didn't pay a cousin of mine's claim, you know, 10 years ago, and therefore I will never be with them, something like that, right? And again, this kind of goes along with what I said at the beginning with like, hey, we really have to align people's beliefs here. And a lot of times this happens over time, persuading people over time into a new set of beliefs with your guide method presentation from top to bottom. And like I said, this is going to happen daily, probably multiple times a day in your posts, in your Instagram stories, in your email marketing, in your mini trainings, in your IGTV. That is the point of your Instagram. It's really persuading people into a set of beliefs that they need to believe in order to buy from you. So if someone has that belief and you are a network marketer and you sell a product that you love and you believe in, and that might be part of your your marketing strategy of really helping people align with that belief that these products work. Another type of hopeful concern is a genuine concern. Now this is something that they consider valid and also FYI, when somebody else feels like it's valid even if you don't feel like it's valid, you better believe that it's valid because it is to them, right? But a genuine concern is is really, it's, it's true, right? It's like, hey, I don't have childcare. Hey, I'm really worried about the school year being hectic and really not having enough time. Uh, and this is where you really partner with them and help them find the best solution. The last hopeful concern is something called a hidden concern. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of times, actually most times, people don't tell you the truth. And in guide culture, we teach a 5X clarity formula to really get to the root of why people are having concerns. Way too often, I see people taking a concern and just kind of feeling like that that's all that's there when really there are layers and layers deeper of what's really going on. You know, as salespeople, I like to consider us as kind of like counselors of like, hey, we got to get to the root. Like we're going to surgery, we're not just having a band aid. And their initial concern a lot of times is a band aid and not the, the true, true concern. And remember when I said objections that are not shared are like mushrooms, they spread in the dark they spread in the dark. And so if you're having trouble getting all of the concerns out, that is a massive problem. And that's probably, that's probably what's keeping you from making the sales that you should be making because things are not brought to light that should be. Now, we have a whole formula of getting to the root of hidden doubts. Now, one thing about hidden doubts is that, you know, we're not really like looking for them in any way. We're not, you know, assuming that people have them, but there's definitely a way to know if someone has a hidden doubt, how to get it Out and really how to partner with them within that genuine doubt that comes up uh, so you can help them make the decision. So here's one thing I just want to be really clear about is that you handle all these types of objections the same exact way. You really, really do. There's a technique that we teach in guide culture, our signature four D's handling doubts process. You handle it all the same way. It's like gasoline on the fire when you have strategy plus knowledge and you pull it together. And the thing about knowing these types of objections is it's really kind of a gut decision. It's not something that you're really trying to, you know, look at with a microscope or anything. It is truly a gut decision that you just feel. And then you can really tailor your message. This right here alone is why internalization of material, no matter what you do, no matter what you're reading or what you're learning, this is why internalization of material is so powerful because you can really feel what to do. How you know if you have really internalized a discipline or information or a principle is when you can act instantaneously without involving your mind. What happens is your soul, I mean, it really takes over and it kind of tells what your mind and body to do. You do not decide in that moment what to do. You feel what to do. And through studying and training and repetition, you can absolutely teach yourself the right thing to do and what to feel to do. So you can see how powerful that this would be, you know, in a conversation when this is internalized, you don't even have to think about the type of concern you know. You know what type of concern it is and therefore you'll know exactly what technique to use to handle it. And this is why Guide Culture Academy is so incredibly powerful because we do reps where you practice handling doubts on the fly. So this information can continuously be internalized. And the thing is, it's like as you reach new levels, you still have to go deeper. What I have found is that as guide culture grows. And as I grow as a person, this skill is probably even more important to continually go deeper on. And I'm just so, so thankful uh, for the foundation of understanding this concept. And if any of this information was Eye opening for you if you were like, wow, you know, first of all, I'm terrified of objections. I cower away from them. I get very nervous about them. Not to mention, I had no idea that there were all these different types. That is a huge sign that guide culture is very much so for you. Uh, to learn about the upcoming guide culture dates, just head to guideculture.co. Take a look at what's going on on the website, and you're always welcome to message us at the guide culture on Instagram. We would love to save time and just to make sure it's a good fit for you. There's nothing more that I want for you than to have a strategy to be able to persuade people really well every single day into the right set of beliefs so that they realize not only that they want to work with you, but they cannot live without you. I hope this episode was helpful, friend, and I am so looking forward to talking to you soon.